0: Hello, this is AJ Roberts, 15-year British Forces veteran, entrepreneur, high-performance coach and loving father and husband. This podcast is for the motivated, for the inspired, for those looking to level up their lives through fitness, nutrition and their mindset. Welcome to The Best Version of You. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Best Version of You podcast. I'm AJ Roberts, and today I am joined by nobody. Just me. Um, I wanted to do this podcast, ladies and gents, and because I wanted to really dive deep into the lessons learned from my recent trip to Sierra Leone in West Africa uh many of you will know that i went there recently and uh had the most amazing time it it was a huge impact on me uh, i managed to have a huge impact on the people that i met um i had this big set of goals that i wanted to achieve when i was there and i hit them tenfold and the impact that the villages and the uh, the the demographic and the country as a whole had on me as a person has been instrumental in the way I've been sort of rolling out with things since I've come back uh, and I've hit the ground running uh, the minute I've landed back here in in the UK. Um, So I wanted to do this episode just to go over a few things that I learned while I was over there. Um, There's only so much that you can take from a couple of uh, Instagram story videos and there's only so few things you can take from some nice pictures on the beach and stuff like that. So I just wanted to touch base so the viewers and the listeners can get an idea of actually what it was really like for me on the ground out there. Now, give you a bit of a background story, Um, Sierra Leone, uh, as many of you will know, uh, has been highlighted in movies like The Blood Diamonds with Leonardo DiCaprio, um, where there's lots of people being murdered and killed, raped, butchered, uh, all for the Western love of blood diamonds, so to speak. Um, but that's just, just a small part of it. So between 1991 and 2002, uh, Sierra Leone was involved in a very, very barbaric civil war. Uh, it actually started in Liberia next door and it spread over. So all the mutilations and the amputations that you may have heard about actually started in that country and then it spread into Sierra Leone. So it never actually started the, the war themselves. Um, this led to the rise of the west side boys and the ruf uh, who tried to uprise and overthrow the government at the time and the presidency uh, the president was telling the people of sierra leone look guys you know we've got all this diamond rich land um, let's mine it and we'll sell as much of it as we can and put it all into the economy and make sierra leone a really wealthy country so he was telling the people that the future of the country is in your hands and that's where the ridiculous disgusting barbaric idea came from the west side boys that they would go around and start chopping people's hands off to stop them from mining diamonds and then therefore funding the government's wealth um the stories that you may have heard or read and certainly the ones that i heard firsthand are just the most barbaric and disgusting insane stories you will ever hear um just to imagine how a human could do some of these things to another human is just beyond me. Uh, I've seen my fair share of like horrific, gory shit. And these stories were just another level. Um, you're talking kids as young as five years old being gang rapes. Um, I'm not going to dive too much into it because I don't want the listeners to turn the, turn the podcast off now. You know, a, I've got quite a bit of good stuff I want to talk about. Um, but it was—it's it, oh, just harrowing. So the best way to explain it is if uh, Stephen King was writing a new script and he wanted to make the most barbaric film that had ever been released, he could basically base it on a, half the stuff that happened there during that civil war. Um, so the civil war's finished. Uh, the everyone's in, in peacetime. Unfortunately, these crazy nut jobs from the IUF and the West Side Boys have amalgamated back into society. Um, The the government have rehabilitated them mentally, Um, but what they didn't do, unfortunately, was rehabilitate all the amazing and beautiful amputees and war victims and rape victims that suffered so severely during that conflict. Um, They kind of got left to fend for themselves and have been forgotten about. Um, This led to the amazing charity called Melkosh Mission International Being, Born um, and the lovely lady Faith, who owns and runs it solely. Um, she does have the help of others, like during the missions, but in terms of driving the charity and like the business, so to speak, because it's it's a non profit, uh, so she's always having to raise funds for the next. For the next so she's got to heavily rely on like funds coming in, but she started the charity uh, because of her passion, and her love for the amputees and what they haven't gotten the struggles that they they have and they're forever going to have with the disabilities that were brought upon them by no, you know, it was not their fault, it was just just barbarism um, so every year for the last 12 years, Faith has built this amazing charity called F- F- Melcos Mission International and um, she's been doing like a formidable job for the last 12 years there and she's helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of amputees and rape victims and um, my good friend in America was subsequently out there with Melkosh Mission last October and i see seen my friends post all over social media and I was just commenting on how amazing it was and what a remarkable job they were doing and it's it just shows you just how forgotten about the country is because there's no media over there, there's no British troops or American troops over there, there's no like war so there's no media outright publishing all these stories about stuff so... Like any big events in society, things get forgotten about. And that's exactly what's happened in Sierra Leone, unfortunately. Um, so my friend was over there and they were trying really just to um, cascade back to the the Western world, just how hard these people have it there. And I've seen it with my own eyes and uh, I kind of fell in love with the concept of like one day being able to go over there and use my resources and my input Um to be able to go over there and just, and try and make a difference uh, and have an impact on myself at the same time. So um, Faith reached out to me and spoke to me about everything that they do and um, told me everything that they, they do on all the medical missions, how they help all the people, the kind of uh, stuff that they do for the uh, the rape victims, the different tests they give people. And they do because they have nothing over there. They don't have this capability. And she it absolutely sold it to me. So it was a no-brainer. So I was just like, Faith, tell me what I need to do. When I get the plane? <laughs> Where do I get off? I'm there. When are we going? Uh, and that's basically how it all started. Um, and that led me then onto a big fundraising mission over a space of a few months. And for December, which was ridiculously hard because obviously so many people are gearing up for Christmas and worrying about you know what they need to buy for their nephews and grandparents and all of this kind of stuff and needing money for Christmas parties and etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Uh, and companies as well, they're all winding down for the big Christmas break, so they're not looking to actively go, Oh, yeah, you know, we'll sponsor you for this, we'll sponsor you for that. So, December was ridiculously hard for me, and uh, wholeheartedly, I'm quite proud of what we did do in that short space of time, uh, and it did make a big difference. Um, those of you seen the social media posts would have seen that all the money that was raised. By individuals through Facebook, through GoFundMe, through personal contributions, went directly to the people. Um, It was phenomenal, and we took over four massive boxes of purely medications. So, for the three medical mission days, people coming in went directly to them. Um, So, those of you who are listening and watching who donated privately to to our course, thank you so much. It was very, very welcomed, and it helped. An amazing amount of people, and I've, you guys seen it firsthand on all my social media posts uh, on Facebook and LinkedIn, YouTube. Just exactly where it went to. So, thank you. it was, it was amazing. Um, so, just going into the actual trip itself, we we left on uh, early hours of January the fourth, um, like really early. Had to be at the airport for like four o'clock in the morning so we could get all the stuff weighed and. Uh, wrapped and stuff like that, so it's quite a bit of logistics to sort out. Uh, we then got the flight. Um, it was a flight to Bru- quick flight to Brussels, and then straight on a little t- quick changeover, and then from Brussels all the way to Freetown, in Sierra Leone. Really easy. Uh, unfortunately, UK doesn't fly to Freetown direct anymore because of the Ebola outbreak, and I'm uh, not sure if they're going to start it up again. Hopefully, they do for future missions. Um, but for the meantime, this is the route you've got to take. Uh, so we've touched down in Sierra Leone, um, the airport's on a little island. Uh, we then have to get a water taxi over to the mainland, uh, where we were met by Faith's brother. Uh, by this time it was dark, so I couldn't really like see much. Um, but, you know, being a very curious person, uh, being ex-military... And being quite excited about the, this whole journey, I was really intrigued and just you know sticking me out of the window and just really getting straight into it straight away. So it was uh, it was pretty pretty awesome from the off. And the minute you get off the plane, Sierra Leone is right in front of you for all. And I uh, I literally mean that as soon as you walk out of the airport, you have literally got like shanty towns right in front of you. People selling water, people selling anything. You can just put your hand up and say, "I want." sponges and someone to come running over with out of somewhere like everybody is selling something. Um so it was quite remarkable. So uh, yeah we got to our hotel uh and the next day we were straight into it um straight into the villages and that's where it hit me big time. I, I walked straight in and I fell in love with the community, the people, the uh the, the staff that were helping face face mum and her auntie who were doctors It was just an amazing place. Um, In one corner, you had kids playing with old tyres and old sticks just like we used to do with kids and that was something I was really looking forward to is just bringing back all those old memories and stuff that I used to do with my brothers and my friends. Um, But just seeing them happy and free-willed was just something else and it, it it was a blessing really because I've not seen that for so long. You see, when you see that, and then you compare that to what we live in now here in Western worlds, you know, people, in adults, kids, people watching this video on YouTube, listening to this podcast. Um, we're so reliant on our phones and speaking to people on different apps and, you know, replying to messages and just being so quick to react to what other people are saying and doing. Uh, we forget about like being free and that, just watching these kids uh, and even the adults just uh, having so much less worries. And less stresses than we experience, uh, which we set up, set up upon ourselves. We've made a rod for our own back here. That the pace of life in England, America, Canada, Australia, you know, all the Western countries, Europe, we've made this rod for our back. That that we've set the pace of life so quickly that this te- we need this technology to kind of keep up with it, or we fall behind. Um, and when you speak to the people in the villages and the children, uh, they they do live day to day because obviously they have got to concentrate on. You know, make sure they got water, making sure they've uh, got some food and stuff like that to get through it. But they don't have to worry about turning up on time for work if they haven't got a job. Um, they don't have to worry about posting things on social media or or being in places at certain times. It's very, very relaxed. And you can tell in the attitudes of the people because of this, the way they talk to you is all very, very relaxed. And they're all happy and, and chilled. Don't get me wrong, they want to move out of the conditions they're in. Um, this is another another big, massive plus for me. The, ho- uh, the whole place as a whole, from child upwards, uh, are so determined to become better versions of themselves. They, they want better, they seek better. They don't seek greed, they don't seek lots of money, they just seek a better way of life. And by that, I mean uh, being able to have a shower every day, um, having three meals a day, having enough money to put food on the table for the family, uh, be able to you know go to a, a football game at night time on a Saturday night uh, or have a couple of beers. Just They just want to be more comfortable in what they're in because what they are in is, it is in poverty. Uh, however, it's their poverty. It's their life. Uh, and it's just amazing and so humbling to see. Um, so straight away, uh, I was just really taken back by just how welcoming they were as a, a community and as a demographic. I just felt so safe. Um, they loved the fact that I was I'm a, a British veteran uh, from the British Army. Obviously they're very very welcome to the British Army over there because uh, I, you know we we saved them for, on a lot of occasions from a lot of atrocities and drove the the West Side boys and like the RUF out of there. Um, so to be welcomed like that on completely like the opposite side of the world um, was just a remarkable feeling. Um, it, you know, it's hard to explain, but it's, they just literally welcomed me with open arms uh, to the point where the children wouldn't, wouldn't let go of me. Uh, I made such an amazing rapport with the kids. They were just hands on all the time. Um, there was often times I just wanted to go for a sneaky wee, but I'd have like 10 kids fighting to hold my hands. Um, but it was just beautiful at the same time. So you could just imagine what it was, what it was like for me. Um, the reason why I was like that, I thought, is because I wasn't reserved at all. I didn't just sit there and just look around, and see what was going on. I just got straight in there, telling them, "I am your friend, and I am going to do right by you, and I am going to help you. I'm going to help inspire you to lift yourselves up and get yourself, try and get yourselves individually and as a family out of the situation you're in, and we're going to do it together." Even the amputees that had that like one able arm. It was just phenomenal. Um, so it it was so good to see all the, that community come together and just enjoy a great little afternoon. Um, I then gave out some medals that I took over with me, which they absolutely loved. They thought it was like the best thing ever. Um, and so it just shows, shows you something so simple can make a huge difference to people's lives and the community's lives. Uh, and that's the impact I was able to have on just that first day, and the impact it had on me was second to none. Um, those of you who speak, you know, speak to my wife, that you, you know, you don't have to ask her what I was like on the phone, on uh, Facetime to her and my kids. It was just, uh, it was just amazing. Um, so going back to the hotel on, the, on the, that second night, it was so much to reflect on. Um, the hotel itself was absolutely beautiful. It was. We ended up having a private chalet on on the beachfront in Toka, and we were placed there because the hotel staff absolutely loved the, what we were doing and what we were there for. The missions that we were carrying out. Uh, also spoke with the owner and said that I, you know, I big plans to come back every year and come back with a team of people that want to come with me uh, to do great, good, great stuff out there and help people with more medical missions. Uh, and he said he absolutely loved the idea. So he put me in a, and Faith, in a beach run chalet. And we literally opened our doors in the morning. You were on the white sand. It was just phenomenal. So it was really good to get that uh, that feel for the country and the amazing beaches and the lifestyle that it has to offer, uh, as well as going inland into the rural villages where the amputees live, and then helping people with day-to-day struggles and, and healthcare. Um, so it was really great to get a bit of both worlds. Um, day, three, uh, day two was very much about the rape victims uh, and the people who had suffered disgusting atrocities. I mean, don't get me wrong, every, all the amputees out there had horrendous things happen to them. Um, but day two really hit home for me just how horrible humans can be um i spent quite some time chatting with a beautiful lady um who was gang raped at 5 years old uh, how that is achieved, like how ha- can happen i do not know um during which time she had her left arm amputated um she uh was penetrated by some like metal rod and uh, she'll never have kids ever in her life her cervix is completely shot because of like, what happened uh, and her parents were both murdered so um, apologies for being a bit graphic and apologies if any of you, that made any of you cry it certainly did when I actually spoke to a few people face to face about it this week but that's the realities of what happens and how bad it was and, and I was speaking to these, these ladies and this lady in particular who are going on to want to be a scientist, a doctor I've been, you can't do anything, just, just want to give these people the biggest hug in the world and just feel the positivity coming out of somebody who's been through all that. It is just amazing. Um, so I was so keen to spend some time with these ladies. And um, one thing I wanted to achieve, which I did, was But when they first turned up, they look, all looked quite defeated. You know, they all looked quite broken. They all looked like they had no direction of what they wanted to do because they were just so churned up with this mental block of, uh, of what happened in the past. So I was really keen to have a big talk with them at the end. And um, I, I asked all the ladies as a collective, what are the two most powerful words in the world? Uh, a few of the ladies were saying like courage, discipline. Um, I said, no, I said the two most powerful words in the world are I am. It looked a bit baffled. I said the words I am make the difference to everything that happens to your life. Now, What follows them will be the trajectory of your life. So if it's always negative, you'll have a negative life. So if you follow the words I am with, I am never going to be someone, I am never going to amalgamate to anything, I am depressed, I am sad, I am lonely, you'll always lead that life. Now, I stood the ladies up and I asked them to repeat after me. And I said, I am beautiful. And they all shouted, I am beautiful. I am strong. And I said, I am love. And they all shouted, I am love. And then I said, I am going to be whatever I choose to be. And they all said exactly the same thing. And they all clap in. And they all started singing this amazing song, and it was just like ah, it was just it was just phenomenal. Uh, and then the ladies left the uh, the amputee camp uh, and went on their way to different directions and their different homes and different suburbs. But they all left this huge smile on their face. So for me, it was just uh, a huge achievement to be able to to get them from a state of Uh, sort of anxiety, uh, like depressive, not knowing what they want to do. They didn't know if they were going to be told something from the doctors and nurses that they might not have known because obviously they did not get checkups and stuff like that at regular GPs. Um, So for them all to leave there with a huge smile on the face was uh, really heartwarming for me. Um, Towards the end of my trip, I managed to have a beach day uh, so I could actually take in the whole of uh, the surroundings, and, and even I got to speak to some amazing people while I was at the actual hotel, we were staying there as well. Um that's one of the little key things I wanted to talk about. Was uh, while I was there, right, I posted some videos and uh, posts uh, and some photos and stuff up in my, in my Facebook group, uh, The Best Version of You, and also on my normal social feeds, and asking people what their big word for 2020 was. Now, um. I had loads of different answers, uh, but I said for me, my biggest word for 2020 was connections. Now, uh, people ask why, uh, people can certainly see why straight away. Now, I'll give you an example. Uh, The the hotel I was staying at, there was a Dutch couple who was at breakfast every morning uh, and they asked me what I was doing there. Now, I said to them, uh, we're here to help the amputees. Um, They've been forgotten about, we want to give them the best care we can. And it turns out these couple are um, dental specialists and they come over to try and train future dentists uh, once a year. And um, it turns out that there's eight million people in Sierra Leone and there's only eight dentists. Yes, that's right. So there's one dentist for every one million people. So um, I saw an opportunity straight away to ask for them to collaborate with us on future missions um, so that when we go to the amputee camps, we can actually get them to give the amputees and the rape victims and war victims free dental checkups as well. Uh, for many of them, it will be the first time ever, and some of them are in their 40s and 50s. So uh, it was pretty special to be able to build that relationship. Uh, and that's just one example of the relationships I managed to build over there and the relationships that I've built on LinkedIn since um, on, on my journey, uh, on my trip, and since I've come back. Now, since I've come back, I've had multiple companies and people message me asking me how to get involved in future missions because they've now seen somebody on the ground. They've seen someone, uh, deliver like aid out there. They've seen someone show the world that it's not full of little kids running around, vacation 47s and the, the naive thoughts that we might have in the Western world about Sierra Leone. It's really peaceful, really welcoming and the people just want help and they just want to be able to get on in life. So, um, People have been messaging me in in droves asking me how to get involved, which has been amazing, which is what I wanted to achieve. And that's all part of the making the connections part. Um, So since January the 1st, it has just been 100 miles an hour, making connections with some of the most amazing influential people I could have imagined to have made, and tenfold on what I made last year, for example. Um, So that was a key message that I wanted to to give people from my trip that it was not all about getting on a plane and you know helping some pe- helping people out and getting a bit of a suntan. Um, it was all about doing right for as many people as possible who desperately need it. Um, using my resources that I have, I don't find this difficult. I look at the situation, and go, well, I can do this, isn't this really easy? Bang! Like, why wouldn't I do that? And funnily enough, we all have the resources, ladies and gents, to help anybody, anyone to our left, anyone to our right. It's whether you choose to. It's all about the choice that you find yourself in. Do you choose to help someone, or do you choose to shrug it off and go down your own path with just you walking it? Um, we're in that. We're in those situations every day. We all have the capacity and the resources of some form to be able to do good and help somebody, whether that's your neighbour or whether it's a whole community. Um, the choice is completely. So on a daily basis, I found myself out there connecting with people, instantly using the resources that I know I've got available and then creating the opportunities, given those resources that I can call upon to make things happen for the future. Now, since I've come back, It's been absolutely phenomenal. I've been connecting with some amazing, big influencers online, um, some ex-professional athletes, uh, people coming onto my podcast. It's been absolutely fantastic. Um, And I'm just going to build and build and build and build and build on that to build this empire and legacy to help as many people as I can over in Sierra Leone, Um, but also back here in the UK because it's had such a big impact on me personally I've now scaled and taken my own skills and ambitions to the next level. So all my coaching clients are benefiting and reaping from um, the the new sort of like the value and the content and the ideas and and the training that I can deliver to people as well. So stepping outside my comfort zone, so to speak, to go to the other side of the world, to put myself in the deep end in a in a huge community as a as a minority. Um, to do good for others has done nothing but make a massive positive impact on me, my family, my coaching clients, the people around me, the people I meet, the, 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 future, the future connections I'm making. It's just snowballed into nothing but greatness uh, and continues to do so. And I'm not going to let that momentum slip. So to that end, anybody who wants to join my power team – of making shit happen in Sierra Leone with me please get in touch all right there is a there is a seat on the plane for you if you want to come and make a difference to some of the most amazing remarkable beautiful people you will ever ever meet in your life okay just simply get in touch with me it can be on any of my social channels uh email just reach out and just say AJ mate I love what you've done I could see so some amazing opportunities there and I'm telling you, there's opportunities for life. There's that much opportunities there. Uh, I'm building this team solid. I'm, we're building a corporate sponsors who are going to forever help fund the trips for us to do the amazing work. We're going to be building schools. We're going to be educating more people. We're getting more people healthier, fitter. With, uh, I'm not going to be running football coaching programs over there. The list is endless. If you've got an idea, bring it to me. Bring it to the table and I will help make it happen. OK, again, using the resources to make sure it happen for the benefit of other people and wider communities. That's what it's all about, ladies and gents. Um, so my final thoughts are uh, on the whole Sierra Leone trip. Uh, as I just said, it's changed me uh, in a massive positive way. It's made a huge difference on the way I look at like everything, um, materials. You know, uh, the people out there have nothing. So I've often found myself looking at something Go well, do I really need that? Do my kids really need that? You know, my kids have everything. Like, What benefit is it going to have other than the fact that all their mates have got it? You know, do they really need it? And that's a conversation I found myself having with my children since I've returned. Um, and they're starting to get the idea, which is great. Um, and I said that while I was out there, you know, it'd be great for kids to come out and see just how much the kids and people out there don't have. Um, and how easy we have it back here in in the u k in the western world um so the trip as a whole um has completely changed me for the better um not saying I was in a bad place or a bad person, but um it everything the impact it has had on my wife my family my my direct my close friends my inner circle, my wider connections has just been nothing but amazing. Um, and it's something I'm going to be doing every year. So, like I said, if you want to get involved with me, please knock on the door and come with You You will not regret it. Um, Melkosh Mission International, the charity, literally hands down one of the best charities I've ever come across. You know, like I said, every penny goes to the people. Uh, and the fact that it's been going for 12 years and uh, done the work it has done can only be applauded. And to be associated with Faith, the owner, Uh, I'm just so proud. I know she's going to be listening. I know she's going to be watching. Faith, I love you. Thank you for bringing me on board. Thank you for showing me this amazing community and part of the world. Um, So on that note, guys, um, all I've got to if you've got a dream or an aspiration or something on paper, a goal that you want to achieve, just go out and do it, please. Okay, I, I thought about this it. long and hard on the plane on the over, and I thought about it long and hard on the plane on the way back. The amount of times that I've sat there, talked about doing something or wrote something down or said, yeah, I, I want to do that. Uh, and the opportunities come around and I've, I've not taken the chance. Okay, take your chances, ladies and gentlemen. Please take your chances. Um, if one thing I can tell you out of this whole experience is that, People over there had their lives taken away from them uh, that did not deserve it. And I'm talking in the, in the thousands. Um, not only did they have an 11 year civil war, they also had Ebola. And then after Ebola, they had a horrific uh, mudslide, which people are still buried under. So you can appreciate um, just how precious our lives are. And then over, obviously, see day to day the poverty that people live in. We here in the Western world have it so fucking easy. It is unbelievable, okay We've got this amazing platform in front of us to lead one of the the best life that we can imagine. okay've We all have this one vehicle called our body, which 90 percent of us in the Western world abuse through alcohol, drugs, tobacco, f- like fatty foods, and that we literally beast our bodies to the extreme and our minds when it's totally unneeded. It's totally unnecessary and it's a total waste. So please, if you've got a goal, if you want to travel somewhere, if you want to lose that bit of weight, like do not sit on the fence any longer. Break that fence. Get off the fucking fence and go and start doing something. Okay? Do whatever you want to do. Any of us can achieve what we want to achieve. Okay? If that means going out and connecting with more people to make that happen, go and fucking do it. Okay? I can't stress that enough. We live in a world of technology nowadays where connecting with people is an instant thing. Okay, Go on LinkedIn. You can connect with as many people as you want. Get, apply to uh, send friends requests. There's loads of people on Facebook who are doing the things that you want to do and learn from them. Okay, Don't get caught up in these little inner circles in the communities that you live in full of people who are just negative and who want to just... Sit there and do nothing with their lives. Not venture out of wherever they want to live. They would just want to sit there, drink in the local pub, and just talk shite about everybody else um, who lives there. Okay, don't be that person. Make your inner circle thick of influence, influence of positivity. People who will lift you up. People who you see you win. If you got people you know that slag you off and this ever, they're not your friends. Chin them off. You got no need. There's no need to even listen to them okay, I have I have loads, like people who used to be in the army, like, yeah, AJ this is doing this, AJ's doing that, like, I could not give a flying fuck, they're just screaming inside at themselves, okay, at what uh, they're, at what they're not doing, or what they can't do, because they're tied down, okay, they're not angry at you personally, they're angry with themselves, so you just ignore them, okay, don't listen to anyone else, don't listen to anyone else's opinions, if you want to go and do, do something, go and do it, please, okay, if that's joining me and my team to help people in Sierra Leone, don't sit on the fence. Come and join me. It will be the best thing you will ever do. Okay. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you learned something about my amazing trip. I hope you learned something about the impact it had on me. I hope you learned something about, you know, maybe yourself and how you might have something that you've wanted to achieve for a number of years and you just haven't had that little push to get it. Um Hopefully, my experience may help you do that. I'm always here if you want to reach out, if you want to get in touch, if you want to talk about it. um, If you just need that little nudge, you can contact me on all my platforms. Uh, I'm uh, pretty much uh, at AJ Roberts Coaching across all platforms uh, and also at Mr AJ Roberts on TikTok now. Okay, I've been dragged into my daughter. But um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate all the nice comments and the reviews, especially on the podcast. It's fantastic. Um, So please keep coming back. The next few months, you're going to see phenomenal guests on, ladies and gents. You are not going to believe how good these guests are. Okay, they've got like so many nuggets and so many inspirational stories. But for, for today, from me, please go out there and be the best version of you.